Be New Year! <laughs> may, may old acquaintance <laughs> be forgot and old, old Wang Dwayne. signs. Did you say old Wang signs? Old Wang signs. I don't know what the l- actual lyrics are. I think it's like Gaelic. Okay. Yeah. Or something. It's not some old shit. Wang signs. I'm the um, I'm the New Year's baby. Ah, and I'm <laughs> the even younger New Year's baby. That's not fair. Oh, yes. so wait, but is that a thing? Uh, yep. Okay. Well, you're <laughs> older than me. It doesn't make sense for me to be the old man. I guess so. The, like New Year's old man, right? I guess. I'm a New Year's baby that's five seconds younger than, or five, wait, well, Seth Myers at the end said 12.05 and the other guy said 12.03. So I'm two minutes younger than you. And that means I get $25,000. Do you know who the other guy is? Can I tell you who the other guy is? I want to reveal to you who the other some guy is. F- some Frenchman. No, he's German. And he's German? It's going to blow your mind. So we're talking about New Year's Eve. It's a star-studded movie. We're going to get into that. <sighs> yeah. But, it's a uh, Gary, um, the, Gary Marshall uh, film. Um everyone's a movie star but so one of the like throwaway characters is this like german guy who's in a a baby competition with seth myers again we'll get into it but um you know who that is it's till schweiger do you know who till schweiger is um he looked familiar but i i couldn't place him it's tatort oh tatort (laughs) of course he's like one of the most famous tatort so for Absolutely sex bugs. No one except like potentially German listeners if we have some. Sex bugs, <laughs> bed pots. There um, is a, a very popular police procedural in Germany. It's the coolest Tatort, thing. That essentially like the entire nation like comes to a grinding halt every like Sunday evening. Yeah. As everyone flocks to their TV screens to watch Tatort. And Jack and I famously watched and tried to understand an episode though not neither of us are german speakers it predates csi and it's and it does what csi does better because people aren't like people aren't like oh we like the new orleans csi because we live in new orleans but in germany they have like they're like we are obsessed with the dortmund tattoo or the dusseldorf tattoo you know what's crazy i can still remember like every fucking city I can still pretty vividly remember some details from that episode of Top yeah. So it must have been pretty good. Look it up. Tanner and I wrote an article for Major Media Company where we tried to figure out what was going on in Tato. It's on the German version of the Major Media Company, though. So, but, yeah. you know, it's probably out there. Anyway, that's not, that's just a sidebar. That was Tato. That was Tatort. Uh, everyone's ah, in this movie. Let's talk. say what it is. Let's say what it is. We fooled you again. Ha ha! It's a trick. You thought you were getting uh, one dance with the Duke by Tessa Dare with a special not guest, but you're not. Very we did likely. another movie, and we did. Every- so here's what we did. Everyone was like, "Oh, we love that you have been doing Hallmark movies. We like the Hallmark movies." A lot of people have said that. If you're someone who didn't like it, keep it to yourself. Yeah, fuck off. But everyone was like, "We we like the Hallmark movies." And then I did a post in our Facebook group where I was like. Hey, can anyone help me figure out some other romance movies that we'd like to do? And like, there were yeah. like 
250 Lots suggestions. Lots of great suggestions. Some yeah. of them had like 10 things I hate about you, which I've never seen. Uh, it had like hundreds of votes at, at number one, and there were lots of great suggestions. And then so we were like, Tanner was like, hey, let's do this movie that everyone hates let's that wasn't on the list. do this movie. It's 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> wasn't even, didn't even, wasn't even brought up uh, in the, in the poll. But yeah. it's coming out the Monday before New Year's. Yeah, and I loved to have watched it. I loved it's to have watched it as well. A complete fucking mess. It's called New Year's Eve, and it's got literally everyone. Name is it's directed by Gary Marshall, and actually, I have a segment, Jack. If you'll okay, indulge yeah. me, yeah. It's called Gary Marshall Facts with Very Partial Jack, and I'm assuming <laughs> that you were very partial to the film and its director. Um, um, so, do you have a factoid about Gary Marshall? Gary Marshall. Okay, I do actually have a factoid about Gary Marshall. I don't know much about him, but uh, in the context of uh, watching this movie for the first time, I learned that Gary Marshall is famously nice. Famously nice. Yeah, he's famously like one of the few like actually genuinely nice people in Hollywood. Apparently, according to this one article. Do you want to do you want me to tell you some of the projects that he's worked yeah, on? Valentine's Day. Cuz you watch if this is your first if this is your first film that you've yeah. seen of Gary Marshall, you think like, "Oh, it's like a star-studded like steaming pile of shit." Yeah. <laughs> and they in the bloopers at the end of the film they also reveal that he directed another film called valentine's day which i yeah. assume is p- probably pretty similar to this film yeah same thing but let me tell you let me run you through gary marshall's imdb page jack okay yeah just in case you don't know this yeah um dick van dyke show uh the lucy show uh happy days laverne and shirley starring his sister Whoa. penny marshall uh Mork and mindy um alf uh not done um sorry let's see pretty woman um (laughs) a league of their own hocus pocus uh runaway bride never been kissed the other sister the princess diaries uh princess diaries 2 uh and the the list just goes on and on and on uh, Gary Marshall is one of the most famous uh, directors of all time. Wow. And he made this film. Well, and he also, so what he is trying to do here is what we call love actuallying. Yeah, he wants to. He's trying to love actually. He wants to create a, a romantic moment around a, a holiday. Is that what you mean by love actuallying? No, love actuallying. Well, yes. So love actuallying is when you, um, yeah, you take a, a holiday. And you take the meaning from the holiday, and then you put it into eight to ten couples. Yeah. And you follow all their stories, and the, the real hero is love. Yeah. And th- But he made a mistake. What Gary Marshall did here is he made a mistake. Okay. The, the thing to do with love, actually, is put it in a different physical context, not a different temporal context. So oh, okay. So you're don't thinking be like, it, not not New Year's Eve, but Christmas again, except Christmas in a boat. Bali. Okay, right. A boat. And I'm specifically talking about pirate radio, which is Love Actually on a boat, and it fucking owns, and it rules, and they fucking nailed it. Pirate radio is a romance film, is what you're telling me. I've never seen it. I've heard it's, of it. It's a romance film. It's one of my favorites. It's, um, what's his face? The guy who died of a drug overdose. Who? Is it not that guy? What's it called? Pirate Boat? Pirate Radio. 
I'm on the pirate radio. Um, what's that guy's name? Doesn't I don't matter. know. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Could it possibly matter? I can't. I can't imagine. It's Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, yes, he is on it. Yeah, he's in that. Yeah, great. I'm glad we nailed that, Jack. Yeah, we should probably do a recap of the movie, but I have a. Yes. I have a system. Okay. That I've worked out. Okay, good. We there need a system are for this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight competing storylines in this film. Yes. Uh, plot lines. Yes. And I was thinking that we could do plot line power ranking, our hit segment. Okay, yeah, this is our hit new segment. It's called. Plotline power ranking. So maybe I'll just tell you like the yeah. the two word description and you can give me like the two sentence description of each okay. plot line and then we'll power rank them. Okay, this is perfect. Yeah. So I'm gonna say bucket list with Zach okay. Efron and Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay. Oh, that was Michelle and- Pfeiffer. Everyone is famous in this fucking movie. It's so wild. It's so wild. Like, later on in the movie, they have, like, for no reason, the nurse is Halle Berry. She has no part in the movie. Yeah. But then later, she has to, like, call her husband in the military. Common. And it's common. <laughs> and it's like, why? She had to call her husband They have common. no chemistry. They have no, like, their plot doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Common's doing a big spectral. I think she's calling into the spectral set. Oh, okay. Yeah, and this because it do looks get like he's like this is... he's busy fighting ghosts. Yeah. So Jack, just you've, already, you've already lost the thread here. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So bucket the, list the, starring uh, Zach Efron and Michelle Pfeiffer. I need the two sentence description of that plot line, and then I need your ranking from one to eight. Okay. Bucket list uh, is the two sentence description is that uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is an awkward lady who falls in trash at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, uh, and she never stands up for herself, and she has a New Year's list. And for some reason, Zac Efron, who is a courier, wants to make her do everything on her bucket list. Throughout so he can get into the hottest night. party of the year. Yeah, because she he got does. tickets, and you yeah. know he like fudges it. It's like a trip around the world, and they like go around that globe that's from the ex- the World Fair or whatever on a bike. Um, can I tell you this? Yeah, and it's number one. It's the best number plot. one. Yeah, number one of eight. <laughs> Yeah, don't it's you think? The, by far the best plot. That's yep. the best plot. It actually kind of rules. If the movie was called Bucket List, yeah, that and would it be was better. that, that would have been a yeah. good movie. Yeah, and they do a big kiss at the end. It's cute, not like a sexy kiss. They're like no. friends. They're friends. they're like new buds. Michelle Pfeiffer, of course. I was like, I know this person's famous, but I can't. I'm like overloaded with how famous everyone is, and so I next just, plot like, line. Yeah, stuck in elevator. Ashton Kutcher and Leah Michelle. Okay. That's Leia Michelle. So Ashton Kutcher. She's from Glee. He's um he's like a he's actually Zach Efron's best friend, but it's irrelevant. But it's it, do, it never comes up. <laughs> like early on, they're talking on the phone. They're like, "Hey man, you're my best friend. Come out to the party." And then it's like they never then talk again in the yeah. course of the film. Ashton um, Kutcher also forgot to do any acting in this film. Yeah, he didn't need to. I actually think that Ashton Kutcher is the best actor in this film because he's like whatever. <laughs> He just clearly doesn't give a shit. He's just like shut up in his pajamas. He looks great. A lot of people don't look good. Oh, sorry. Stuck in an elevator. Uh, There's a lot Kutcher of plot to get through. Two sentences. Ashton Kutcher does not like to uh, party on New Year's, even though everyone's obsessed with New Year's in this universe. Uh, and then he gets stuck in an elevator with a beautiful woman from his apartment and discovers the spirit of New Year's through kissing. Yes. Yeah. Maternity Ward with Wait, Seth hang on. Myers. I got to rank it. Oh, yeah. Right. Let's rank this one. Uh, four, four is generous, but I'm I'll accept it. 
Okay, are you keeping? Can you please keep track? Yes. Okay. One. And I, this is a good four. way of describing this movie. For folks who haven't seen it, you don't need to. This is what no. we're doing here, whatever it is. Better. The mess that we are creating together, Tanner and I, is at least as good as, if not better, than what this movie is. So yeah. enjoy it. You don't have to watch it. If you like the movie, I don't want to yuck your yums. There's a lot of love in it. There's, it I laughed a couple times, but it's not yeah. a good film. <laughs> no. Maternity Ward with Seth Meyers yeah. and Jessica Biel. Maternity Ward uh, with Seth well, Meyers and, and Jessica and Biel. And I guess... Sarah Paulson and Tot Ort as and, well. And Tot Ort. And, and uh, uh, what's his fucking name? German Mc... Til Schweiger. Til Schweiger. Yeah. Uh, he's the most famous Tot Ort. He's the one who... He's like the MacGruber of Tot Orts. He like, okay. he like kicks down doors. Sorry, too much Tot Ort talk. That's, a, that's our Ward, other podcast. Seth but. Myers, Jessica Biel, okay, Sarah premise, Paulson, Two-sentence description. Um, the, for some reason, the hospital is giving away $20,000 to the first baby of New Year's. And yep. uh, Seth Myers and Jessica Biel are one couple, and Tatort and another lady. Sarah Paulson. And Sarah Paulson are another couple uh, who are expecting a baby, and they get into a competition uh, to see who can have the baby first. And it's heated because uh, they want the money. Uh, I have another segment if Wait, I can quickly interject. Okay, can I rank? Can I power rank this? Or do you want to do, do you want to power first? rank it before I do my segment? Yeah, you, give it a power you. rank. Two. Power rank it. Two. Two. It's the okay. second best. It's the second best plot line. I also think that's generous, but I also think it's right. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a segment two for this. Can I talk about it after you've done your segment? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my segment's called Cherry Jones Facts with our very own Jack. <laughs> okay. And Cherry Jones is the. Um, the older lady who runs the record label, who's throwing the party at the Brooklyn Museum, who has the little white dog. Gotcha. Yes. And you remember she, her? Yeah. She, she's a very minor character. She's the she, mother of one of the plot lines. Yeah. She dated okay. Sarah Paulson, the other mom, the other pregnant mom. Okay. In real in life. In real life. Okay. And they had already broken up by the time this movie came out. Okay. Uh, Sarah Paulson, very famously, yeah. is- exclusively into much older women okay it's like a so, carol situation like a carol situation that's so that's why she dated cherry jones situation. who's probably twice her age okay so that's my cherry jones facts with our very own jack okay, sorry good. i should have given you an opportunity to say no i'm cherry glad jones you did because i actually don't know who either of those people are okay <laughs> yeah okay good so i've got a segment for this too for this yeah. plot line uh, yeah. it's not a segment but it's <laughs> i have a theory <laughs> Okay. Seth Myers is a, uh, I don't want to say a serious man, but he's a very well respected man. And he's a personal a, friend of mine. Uh, have met, you him. met him? Yeah. One time at a holiday party for the international team, we went to a dim sum place in Chinatown, and he and his wife walked by and wanted to come in and get dim sum, but we had rented out the place for the evening. But we, it was Seth Myers, so we were like, yeah, man, come on in. And he came in and like partied with us for the rest of the night. Is that true? That's true. Okay. Close personal friend of Tanner's. That's that's Seth Meyers' facts with uh, fuck. I I don't I don't know how gotta to do. It. Come, I don't I don't have your gift. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's say what my thing is. So Seth Meyers is a is a well respected man. He's a talk show host. He's a Saturday Night Live alum. Yep. Close personal um, friend he's of mine. Very funny. He's a close personal friend of Tanner's. Yep. I have a theory that this movie was deliberately trying to force. Seth Myers into like some kind of like submissive humiliation situation like Seth Myers the actor and I think I also I later came to believe that he likes it he likes it yeah. I think Seth Myers is famously like very shy and like yeah. doesn't love like 
being the center of attention. But sometimes those people, it's like they're they're the ones who want to be like public. They're real horny for just like yeah. But their plotline actually genuinely has some of the funniest moments in yeah, the movie, which maybe is maybe the only funny moments. Yeah, but it also has some of the cringiest, absolute cringiest shit right out of the gate. At the beginning of the movie, uh, they introduced this plot line. And I didn't realize it was Seth Meyers until it, like, pans to him. We see uh, Tatort. Yeah. And he's talking to his wife. Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson. And she's like, she's like, I want to have the first baby of New Year's. And then she's like, It's 25 grand. They could put the camera in my hoo-ha and it'd be worth it. And I'm, I... You know, that's what she says. The and language. then Tatar says, In Yahoo-ha. <laughs> and when he, while he's saying that line, the camera pans to be like, Seth Meyers is in this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like the first big celeb of the movie. And it's like, wow, Seth Meyers, what have you fucking done? And then right at the end of the movie, the uh, hilarious doctor who's apparently also like a famous actor but i don't know who it was who's like oh shit they are gonna have their babies to be the first baby of new year's and he says the following thing to seth myers gentlemen to your corners and ladies may the best J win great and that's and that was my outro okay perfect but i suppose we'll throw that one out no we could use it as the outro that's great it's you you know this is foreshadowing but um you know it's just like the ultimate humiliation to watch it seth myers do that have to have to react to that line read <laughs> yeah well no one did react to it it felt pretty no flat. how could you it felt very flat it was a horrible thing to say okay we've gotten through three of the eight plot lines okay it's, okay plot line power ranking okay we've got one two and four i think so uh, me, yeah yeah one two and four next one star performer john bon jovi and katherine heigl oh yes okay, I, should, I should also say just to get offer some context this movie um is from 2011 Yes. So just to like put it in a time and place for like yeah. why Katherine Heigl and Seth Meyers are in it. Okay. Can I make a quick sidebar before I describe this plot? Yeah. It's a very minor quibble with the movie. Yes. John Bon Jovi looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> he looks a lot older than Katherine Heigl. He looks like crap. Yeah. And I'm allowed to say that. Like normally I don't like talk shit about how people look, but it's John Bon Jovi. He usually looks great. He just looks like shit in this fucking movie. I don't know yeah, why. I thought it was Brian Adams for the first like 30 minutes and then I was like, "Oh no, wait, that's Bon Jovi." Um it's, I'm sorry, Bon Jovi, if you're listening to this. Yeah. That was Jack out of fucking line. You look like and also here's another caveat. He looks like shit for Bon Jovi. Yeah. He looks yeah, yeah, fine yeah. for a, a, re- a person. But it just sounds like, pretty bad too. I don't know. They chose some bad songs. They chose some terrible songs. It's it's like indicative of what this movie is that like we have to suspend our disbelief that like the song that he sings is the big hit of the star that he's playing. And it's like no, yeah. that song. No one can suspend their disbelief that that song is a big hit. It's a fucking yeah. terrible. Sorry, Bon Jovi. I know you're a listener. Yeah, and I've now really just kind of kind of chat on his whole career. I have nothing against bon Mr. Bon Jovi. Mr. Bon Jovi, please. Um, I'll say their plot line. It is um, Catherine Hagel and the big rock star. Jensen. Jensen were going to move in together after he proposed, but he got cold feet and, in his words, sprinted away. Because he he went on tour. 
It's a year later. But he also yeah. got cold feet. And it's Catherine Hagel is the the caterer at the yeah. big party that Zac Efron wants to get into. She does and a lot of performing there. slapping of him. I'm going to rank this yeah. plot line, and I'm only going to do it because I just have a feeling that we're going to need this slot for something yeah. else. I don't know what it is, but I think this is the number seven best yeah. plot line. I know what we're going to need the number eight slot for. We'll get to it in a second. They spend a lot of time on it. Uh, but it sucks. <laughs> it's um, stupid. And it's also like he's completely unlikable. And like the whole movie, I was like, I hope she doesn't. I hope she gets together with one of the likable men at the end. Yeah. And that's her. Happy no, ending. she gets together. But with, instead, she gets back. You've together got a real this. soft spot for Catherine Hagel. You should have heard how horny he was before we got on Mike Bug Catchers. That's I not mean, true. Uh, uh, sex bugs. I deliberately said he that was to so you horny in, in private. Before yeah. we recorded it, and it wasn't horny. I just said he was like he Catherine Angle, like leering, like is very beautiful. Like, is what I said. That's all his I said. Tongue was like I lolling out of his mouth. It's not. I wish we had a so record gross. of it because I was literally like, man, Catherine Hagel looks great, and you've turned it into you've turned it into slander. We have time for a segment. Um. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It's one of our big hit segments. Yeah. It's called Bon Jovi Facts with my homie Jack. <laughs> God, you're good at this. Um, um, okay. What do you know about Bon Jovi? Uh, here's what I can tell you. Uh, this is what always sticks into my head. This is maybe for no one, but when Keep the Faith came out, they had this like series of commercials on MTV that was like they ran it like every five minutes for like six months. Keep the Faith was his big album after Slippery When Wet. And the line that I remember is that right? I'll try and pull a clip, I guess. But if I if I can't, you won't hear it. Is they're just going four long years. No new album. For all our fans who've been waiting four years for the new album, we've been saying, keep the faith. Now we're saying, enter the contest. We're not afraid of a little intimacy. Are you? And it's the guys from Bon Jovi, and they're saying that. And they're like, and now there is, and it's Keep the Faith, and it's got Keep the Faith, it's got Bed of Roses. It's a big hit. It's a big return to form for Bon Jovi. That's my fact. My, what is it? My homie Jack. Fact yeah, that's bon your Bon Jovi yeah. fact with yeah. my homie Jack. Um, bon John Francis Bon Jovi, most famously, I would say, mm-hmm. known for really putting a lot of heft behind the Arena Football League. Oh yeah, of yeah. the early two thousands, as yeah. the owner of the Philadelphia Soul. Yes, um, he has since, and I, I, I don't really know how to break this to you. Yeah, but he has since given up. Ownership of the Philadelphia. So, oh, okay, that's a bummer. Um, he's he's parlayed that into a uh, charitable fund called the like Soul Fund or something. Like okay, that. you know that's not the main thing that John Bon Jovi. The Bon jo- the way. John Bon Jovi okay. Soul Foundation. Yeah, is is what that has turned into. Okay, um, but he is pretty interested in buying. Uh, who, who does he want to buy? He wants to buy someone. The New England Patriots, maybe. The currently. I mean, who does it? Who fucking does it? In yeah, <laughs> I'd like to. <laughs> um, and he did uh, have COVID nineteen. Okay, that's but he's it. reported those he's your, feeling great. Those are your facts. That's yeah. Some of my facts. I have his. I still have his page open. So Here's I can, what I'll say. Oh, he wants to. He wants to buy the Buffalo Sabers. Okay, if those are your best facts team. about Bon Jovi, if those are the ones you led with, I yeah. I can confidently assert that I don't want to hear any more. Well, Jack, guess what? The segment's not called uh, Bon Jovi Facts with my homie Tanner. It's called okay. my Bon Jovi Facts with my homie okay. Jack. You were supposed to be the one pulling I did all the one. weight here. I did a pretty good one. 
Okay. I mean, I guess. Like, if you remember that commercial on MTV, it played forever. And also, remember, Keep the Faith? That was good. That was hot. That was a good hell album. A, hell Real of return to album. form. Bed of Roses? How far oh. after Slippery When Wet did that one come out? Four long two, two. years. Yeah, okay. It was two albums afterwards. He did an album between Slippery When Wet and uh, Keep the Faith called New Jersey. Can you confirm that there were four years between those two albums? Let's see. New Jersey came out 88. Keep the Faith came out 92. Boom. Wow, what a memory. What a memory. We've got a lot more of these to get through, Tanner. Sure, sorry, yeah. yes. Um, ball drop, Hillary Swank and Ludacris. Okay, this is a tough one because I don't remember this plot. Um, this It's the main main plot of the film. Hillary Swank and Ludacris. Hillary Swank, because the problem is I don't know who these people are. Is she the, um, she's the lady who is in charge of making the ball drop and she does yes. a bad job and Ludacris is in it. Ludacris is her cop friend. Okay. Who's there gotcha. to like, okay. Now I can say it. Yeah. Hillary Swank and Ludacris are trying to make the ball drop. Cause she's in charge of the times square ball drop association, but the ball yeah. gets hung up halfway up. And she uh, um, has to give a big speech where she pretends that th- that's deliberate. So her boss won't fire her. Her boss being a guy called Mr. Buellerson. Yeah, and his it's fucking goddamn fucking uh, Matthew fucking Broderick <laughs> for no reason. He doesn't show up until the like hour and 30 minute mark of this movie. And, then and he has like, like one two minute scene. That's like, not why? even like, entertaining. Broderick. He's just yeah. a jerk. <laughs> And that's it. It sucks. And then, like, Ludacris is in it for no reason. He's just, like, a supportive friend. <laughs> yep. But it does end up... Inter- okay, what's your power ranking? This is tough, man. Oh, and then they pull in this Eastern European guy called Kaminsky, who the last guy had fired, but she brought him back, it's and he fixed kid. the ball He's and saved shit. the day. He fixes the ball. But, like... I kind of want to give this the the worst nope. ranking. Nope. I know I can't, because I know I think... The next what, one is definitely yeah, the, the worst. next one is it. So that means I have because it's just a completely boring plot. But yeah. it's the number six. It's the number six for sure. Worst uh, one. No, it's the sixth best one. At the end of the film, the Hillary Swank plot line ends up c- crashing spectacularly yeah. into the next plot line, which yeah. is Dying Man, Robert De Niro, and Halle Berry. It's called uh, Robert De Niro is doing a lightning crashes. <laughs> he's doing a big lightning crashes in the in the hospital (laughs) he's in the hospital he's dying of cancer and he's refusing any treatment yeah because he's doesn't have anyone to love him right because he's he's had a bad life he's like not a good man he's left the people in his life and he's like all i want all i care about okay so something you need to know about this movie is that in this world in the universe of this movie New Year's matters. It's maybe the most important holiday that there is. And people give a shit about it, which I know is not true for anyone. It's I mean, like, maybe it's, like, somewhat true, but it's not true in the way that this movie wants it to be true. This movie is, like, what if New Year's was Christmas? Yeah. So that's important. Can I tell you a quick New Year's story? Uh, Yes. It's relevant to why New Year's sucks so much. Okay. My mom had it on her bucket list. To okay. go to the New York Times Square ball drop. Yeah. I lived here at the time to, yeah. in New York, not here in Connecticut. Um, she flew out. We all went to the ball drop together. Here's what you don't know about the ball drop. It sucks. It's so busy, so packed. Mm-hmm. They pen you in 
So like once you enter the gates, you cannot leave the gates. Yeah. So there's no bathrooms. There's no food. Yeah. So, and we knew this going in. We didn't drink any water that day because we didn't want to have to go to the bathroom. And then you're just in the cold and you watch a stupid ball drop. Yeah. Uh, and you go home. On the way home, yeah. I, at the time I was living uptown, and on the way home, um, a man uh, and his boyfriend were sick from having too much fun on New Year's Eve <laughs> and th- throwing up in the subway. And <laughs> They both were? No, just one of them. And the other guy was like comforting his boyfriend. And okay. then the two other guys were filming it and laughing. <laughs> New York City, man. And the guy who was comforting his throwing up boyfriend got really pissed and like charged at them screaming. <laughs> and the dude filming just like as hard as I've ever seen just <laughs> slapped him the second he was within slapping Jesus, distance that's so fucked up. and blood sprayed out of his face Fuck. all over me <laughs> and the and, and at the next stop everyone just got off the train and ran away wow directed by gary marshall and that's what new york that's what new year's eve is like can i tell you a quick new year's eve story since we're telling yeah. them i want to yeah. i want to caveat this with like i'm a hundred percent 99 percent certain that i've told this story on this podcast before so given that that's the case i'm just gonna do the absolute fastest two sentence version of it okay to jog everyone's memory yeah and i need you to not interrupt those two sentences yep we can you can weigh in after okay um, I'll hold my comment. But it's really hard for me to truncate this down. But I need to because I think I've told it before. Yeah. Take your time. Okay. On New Year's Eve, my plane. What year? No, I said no interrupting. Just thought me. This is very helpful. hard to do. And you're okay, dragging go, go, go. out a thing that I want to do quick. But I go. need concentration. On New Year's Eve, 99. I don't know. I don't know what year. Let me just say it. On New Year's Eve, it was after 9-11. That's what I know. It was like the year is after 9-11. Important? It is important. Okay. okay. On New Year's Eve. I only ask because you start every story okay, that way. Okay, I've got to finish it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was after 9-11 or this was before 9-11. Yeah. I, was, that's, I learned that. I took a master class in storytelling from like David Sedaris. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have to. Yeah. I have to. And then we have to take a break. And then, yeah. No, then we have to power rank this plot line and then we have to take a break. Yeah. On New Year's Eve, no interruptions. On New Year's Eve, I know you're, because you're going to be tempted to interrupt. Okay. Even if you've heard this story before, you're going to be tempted to interrupt. On New Year's Eve, my plane was thought to be being hijacked. And so they scrambled some F 14 fighter jets to escort the plane to the runway in DC, where we waited for. Four hours. I need to keep this to one sentence because I need the second sentence for the next part. So excuse the run on. And when I eventually got off the plane, I was the first person off the plane and was interviewed by Fox News who said, can you tell us what happened? And I said, I don't know. I was watching White Oleander. (laughs) Full stop. Yeah. Later that night, we were up all night and were the first people in a bar that had a New Year's tradition of pinning up the first tip that was given of sure. the New Year. Cute. And because we were the first people, drunken asshole dudes in the bar that year, we ruined someone's 15-year tradition of being that tip. 
<laughs> and he was so some, fucking Some old timer comes in yeah. every year at every midnight year. on New Year's yeah. Eve, plunks then, down a, a buck tip. This is still sentence number two. And then when I got home, Fox News called me again to ask if I, at six in the morning, to ask if I could appear on their show right now. And I said, absolutely, I would love nothing more. I should warn you, I've been up drinking all night. (laughs) And they still had you? They were like, we'll call you back. And they never did. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, good. I have so many questions. No, no questions. I think we must have talked about it before. That power ranking of the Robert De Niro lightning crashes uh, plot, uh, which ends with him dying. Oh, Halle Berry's his nurse. Uh, Yeah, Halle Uh, Berry's his nurse. Taking care of him. Yeah. uh, Palliative care. Yeah. It ends with him dying and a baby being born at the same time, which is why it's yes. a lightning crashes plot. That is number eight. It is the absolute fucking worst. Hillary Swank is his daughter, and that's and why he's staying at this hotel so he can overlook Times Square. She can come and watch the ball drop Disgusting. with him yeah. seconds before he dies. Disgusting. Vile. I loved it. Okay, let's take a quick break. <laughs> okay, we still have two more plot lines. Okay. Two more plot lines to go, Jack, in our plot line power ranking. I didn't ex- I didn't anticipate this taking the entire episode. No, it's good. It's a good way to describe the book. But like um uh tell me what numbers we have. We have 1, 2, We have 4. Bucket list number 1, maternity ward number 2, nothing at number 3 yet. Stuck yeah. in an elevator number 4, nothing at number 5 yet. Ball drop number 6, star performer number 7, dying man number 8. Okay. Perfect. So we have 3, 5 and Oh, three and five. Yeah, we have three and yeah. five. That's what you still have available to you. Yeah. Power okay. ranking number three and power ranking number five. Here's the okay. next one. Yeah. Speech giving exec with Josh Duhamel and the RV family. Okay, I can do this. Here's the plot. A handsome man is supposed to give a big New Year's speech, but he crashes his car. To his, to his company. To his company. At a company party. Uh, he crashes his car in... Fuck, fuck face Connecticut. It's Connecticut. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and I know that's where you live. Fuck face yeah. Connecticut. They even at some point, like, he's in his car and it's crashing and he has the GPS going and he's saying, take me to New York. And his car keeps saying, Connecticut? <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's where I am. <laughs> Trying to get to you. know that. Yeah. And the local preacher says that he'll You're going to believe that, right? Yeah, I'll believe yeah. that. We don't triangulate on this podcast. No. The local preacher says that he'll drive him and some other folks in his RV. He's taking his family to New York to see to the Rockettes. And during the RV trip, a handsome man reveals to the other passengers that last year on New Year's, a beautiful lady and he made a connection, and then she handed him a note that was like, my life is complicated right now, but if you're still into me, one year from now meet me at the same place at time and we'll yeah. probably have sex and then the whole movie and you're just sitting there like who's who's it who is it and they keep like they keep faking you out you know well let me say because i've got a i've got a note for this yeah um, please <laughs> the tow truck guy he runs into funny it's funny and i think he's the real lesson of new year's eve i think it's is the he? real lesson of this movie because the question of the movie is like like What's the best way to account for your year and look forward to the next year on New right. Year's Eve? That's the sort of philosophical question. Like, what does it mean? What is new? How do we look back and look forward and have hope right. in our hearts at the beginning of a new year? And yeah. the tow truck guy 
uh, who's like not very nice to him when he crashes his car, is like, "Hey, I've got something important tonight too, pal." And the handsome guy is like, "Like what?" And the tow truck guy is like, "Me, and my girl, gonna crush a twelve pack and watch porn." <laughs> and that is the best New Year's plan of anyone. Yeah. And yeah. like, I'm sure he fucking absolutely executed on that great plan. Crack into a half yeah. rack, <laughs> settle in on the couch, just get horny. You know? Oh, and so the um, guess who the girl is when he meets her? I'll tell you in a second. Okay, you'll tell me in a second. It's the last plot line. Okay, great. Well, we'll find. We're gonna. Okay, we're gonna do what the movie does, and we're gonna let you be surprised. Three, three or five. Okay, now I know. Keep in mind. Remember what the last one is. Three. This one's three. This is the third best plot line. Can I do one of our hit segments? It's okay. Yeah, please. Uh, This is an old favorite of everyone's. Bart Simpson's facts with Philippa Sunjack. <laughs> That's barely. But Bart Simpson's facts. Yep. The, from the Simpsons. Yep. Okay, I'll try to give you one. Uh, the person who does the voice for Bart Simpson is a girl. Yeah, and she's in this movie. Okay, good. All right. Yeah, she's good. the mom. <laughs> she's the mom. She's the mom in the RV. The pastor's wife. Wow. Okay, that landed for me. I like yeah. that fact. Good. Yeah. Um, okay, and that's power ranking number three. And yeah. it, and the dad in the RV says a funny thing too. Because which like, the old man dad or the, the uh, old man the pastor dad? dad. He's yeah. like the old man dad is like He's so horny. You got to go to her. Like you got to go to her. Like it, he shows him get, get your dick wet. Handsome man shows him the note, and he's like, "You went out for a slice of pizza, and you may have run into the one." I mean, you know what that is? Insanity. Not insanity. Serendipity. Hmm? And you don't mess with serendipity. And then the guy's like, I don't think I'm going to. Like, it's just weird. And the old man is like, I'll tell you what. I'll take care of this for you. I can tap this. <laughs> oh, you can tap I'm this. I'm going to step up and tap, tap this for that? you. Look, I'm a widower. <laughs> uh, Josh Duhamel ends up... Uh, Getting to New York in time, it turns out that he is the son of Cherry Jones, the, the, the record company exec, yeah. and he needs to give a speech in front of the crowd, and he uh, needs to live up to the person who gave a speech last year, which was his dad, who's passed. Yeah. And he gives a great speech about how much he loves his dad. It's nice. Um, but it's he says okay. something, Jack. It's fine. What does he say? Um, he says something that is actually related to a segment I have. Okay. Socrates Facts with Classics Geek Jack. <laughs> Okay, let me see if I can... He's getting a little... Let me explain. He's getting a little... The speech is going long. And he says to the crowd... Hi. I am Sam Ahern Jr. I'm not going to give a long speech. Socrates gave long speeches, and his friends killed him. Did Socrates' friends really kill him for giving a long speech? Yeah. They did. Yeah. Do you want to hear about that or do you want to hear about- I want to hear everything you have to say about Socrates. It's a lot. I'll give you two facts. Fact number okay. one is the one you've requested. Uh, Socrates was uh, put on trial uh, for corrupting the Athenian youth with his um, incendiary ideas. philosophy. Okay. Um, and I think everybody who put him on trial really wanted to exile him. And they just they were like, he's dangerous, but he's nice. But so let's just get him exiled. But Socrates refused to, was just like such a dick at the trial that they're like, weirdly, we do have to execute you. <laughs> and there's a whole Pla- Plato dialogue about he really that, twisted about our arm him here. being like a fucking dick at the trial. It rules. He's very, he's like, I won't admit to anything. I don't know. How could I, how could I corrupt anyone if I don't know anything? 
And they're yeah. like, okay, fine. And he's like, I'm going to prove to you that you don't know anything either. And they're like, okay, we do have to execute you. <laughs> <laughs> That's fact number one. His friends did kill him. And then fact number two was he was in love with Alcibiades, the handsomest boy in all of Athens. And mm. but they, they didn't Even more handsome than Al- Alcibiades, even though Socrates was like an old like an old man, Alcibiades was like, "Hey, man, I'm in love with your brain. Let's let's absolutely do it." And Socrates yeah. is not was not interested because he was like too fucking philosophical or whatever. Anyway, that's kind okay. of interesting. That's in the symposium. Okay. And they killed him. They fucking murdered him. I mean, he yeah. killed himself technically. Drank hemlock. Um, what shall I say now? Oh, is that? Do we rank that? Well, we know where that you goes. already you already did. It's three. So then, it's number Josh Duhamel ends up at the Italian restaurant at midnight. It turns out the Italian restaurant is closed. His suitor, yeah, this mysterious woman, isn't there. But eventually, she shows up. Um, yeah, because it turns out that she was a little late because she had to. Oh yeah, track down her daughter. Yeah, Abigail Breslin, aka Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, who is a precocious teenage girl who sneaks out of the house to go to Times Square to do a big kiss with a boy at midnight. Yeah. And Sarah Jessica Parker has to chase her down. Um, But after she finds her daughter and gives her permission to kiss boys, she uh, spirits away. She's the one. To do sex with Josh Doomy. To do it with Josh Do In the back of like a horse-drawn carriage. I call him Josh Doomy Well. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. That's good. And Sarah Jessica Porker. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. We so Doting it. Mother is the last one. Abigail Breslin, Jessica, Sarah Jessica Parker. Great job. That was a very good structure. I love the structure. And that's that number five. Do you want to hear it? Do you want me to go back? Yeah, let's just quickly go through it. Number one, number eight, Dying yeah. Man, Robert De Niro, Terrible. Halle Berry. Number Atrocious. seven, star performer, John Bon Jovi, Catherine Heigl. Number six, ball drop, Hillary Swank, Ludacris. Boring. Number five, Doting Mother, Abigail Breslin, Sarah Jessica Parker. Meh. Number four, Stuck Elevator, Ashton Kutcher, and Leah Michelle. There's a certain Number charm to it. three, speech-giving exec, Josh Duhamel, and RV Family. I didn't have any slots left, so I had to put uh, <laughs> The RV Family's pretty charming. Yeah, they're funny. There's yeah. the one charming scene where the kids all fall asleep on top of him. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Um... Number two, Maternity Ward with Seth Meyers and Jessica Biel. Cringy, uh, sad, uh, humiliated Seth Meyers, but some genuinely funny lines. Number one, Bucket List with Zac Efron and Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, and that's uh, I guess is is kind of fun. This that's what the movie should be. Only so good, bucket only list segment. This this brings me to a segment that I'd like to do with you that we have, and it's called. Yeah. Jack and Tanner just wanted to circle back on that Q3 forecast and try and land the plane from a KPI standpoint. Branding consult. We're going forward. I think it's clear from a macro standpoint. We got to get granular and just hammer things out, you know. Yes, and this is this is it's like sort of horny branding consultants, right? No, they're not horny. I don't think. Oh, okay. Sometimes I mean they they, they they often are engaged to help with the horny topic but yeah that, that's just you that's know. a different segment that's two lewd horny consultants <laughs> yeah. oh, sorry that's two lewd branding consultants yeah is what Listen. it was called last time but you're saying this one isn't lewd no it's not lewd okay good. Uh, here's my th- so the premise of this movie so like the movie opens with um uh you know a narration that i think is josh duhamel probably okay and he's it's basically something like he's like some people say 
the world is a fucking shithole. But if that's true, how do you explain New Year's? Some people swear there's no beauty left in the world, no magic. Then how do you explain the entire world coming together on one night to celebrate the hope of a new year? Yeah. And it, that doesn't make sense well, at all. Jack and I just did explain New Year's, and it turns out it's a it's fucking it shit. sucks. But in the context of the movie, New Year's is Christmas, basically. Everyone, yeah. like, New Year's is hope and love and, and possibility. Yeah. And everyone is bought into it. And yeah. so what I think is needed here, and I think what they're hinting at with the Zac Efron character and that plot line is... What if New Year's had a Santa? What if New Year's had its own Santa? And I think we can do it, and I've got a pitch for you. Okay, it does have its own Santa. Naked baby, old man. That's nothing. Each of them has like no a one like, sash. The, what is that? It's not a Santa. I, okay. like, a per, like a magical person who does good shit instead of just like being old or young. Okay. Uh, Bucketless bro. Bucketless bro. This is perfect. And he yeah. comes to your house. Yeah. <laughs> and he helps you achieve all of your... Resolutions and dreams in He's the like like, a hours leading up to New Year's. Fast talking Brosif. Who's like pretty funny and Who's like funny, but charming. like says some like kind of charged shit. Like he's like, I want to go to the masquerade ball because all the girls are so hot, but they're wearing masks, so you don't have to worry about their faces. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is a line from the movie that he says. Cool. He's like a real bro y guy. So. Yeah. Whoa. Jeez. Are you serious? That is a hot ticket. Really? It's amazing. They have the best food, the best music. They got so many single girls. And it's a masquerade. So you don't even have to really worry about their faces. You kind of just, you know, use your imagination. Um, so you want to make this like a lewd character. It doesn't have to be lewd. Well, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> We're two lewd branding consultants, though. Okay, fine. It can be a little bit lewd. Okay. You can sexy it up. I mean, they're sexy Santa, right? You know? Here's this thing. Here's this thing. He's, he's unapologetically, like casually misogynist yes he's he wants to just do sex with women and he doesn't care who knows it yeah and that's going to be the lewdness that we're incorporating he's always talking about like bazongas yeah yeah but he like he you so instead of writing your christmas wish list you write your bucket list right and bucket list bro comes to your house on new year's and if you're good if you're not i don't this i don't want to make this too santa adjacent Right, but he helps you. He helps you figure out your bucket list. Do your right. bucket list. That's pretty good, right? Bucket list. That is good. You have to quit your job. Yeah, because you need that time to yeah. get your bucket list stuff. Yes. Um, and then he gives you a big kiss at midnight. Gives you a big kiss at midnight. It's nice. Yep. Yeah, and it's like seemed to be a charitable act, but it's fucking Michelle Pfeiffer, guys. She's like Michelle Pfeiffer. He's she should he should be so lucky. Zach Efron. He doesn't look great in this movie either. Sorry to be talking about people's looks. Um, Do you ever burn? I, we'll do our burns and we'll we'll sexy this movie up. I've got a very easy idea. We can do it real fast and then we'll get out of okay. here. Does that sound good? I'm not in any rush. Okay. What's the where's the fire? I liked last week that we had a hard out, so I've been acting like we have a hard out. Though technically, we've got a little bit of wiggle room. Your meeting is 22 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, I like the speed. I like the pace of this. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna do our burns. Uh, I've got a few burns actually. Uh, let's lots let's of good go. burns. This burn, my first burn, is from. Linda Holmes, uh, a staff writer at NPR uh, in 2011. It's uh, the following. 
Yeah. The only entertaining way to watch New Year's Eve is as a cruel experiment in which performers stranded with absolutely no script support are forced to subsist on pure presence, which quickly becomes a blood sport in which only a few survive. Yeah. Who do you think the survivors are? <laughs> I think um, the, Zach the mom, the mom from Arrested Development, <laughs> who's Which Catherine Heigl's uh, caterer friend. She's so funny. She has the funniest lines of the movie. Can I say her lines? She, she sort of wins. Yeah. She, uh, she has she has two really funny lines. Uh, the first is uh, when Catherine Heigl's telling about how Bon Jovi like ditched her, and she says, "In my country, when a man gets down on one knee, is because he either wants to get married or he's been shot." And then she barrels the camera and she says, "Sometimes it's been because of both." <laughs> <laughs> it's like what country are you from i don't know it rules though and then her second funny line is she's like when um katherine hegel is gonna go to um uh bon jovi to have him explain to her yet again why he's sorry that he like fucking ditched her a day after proposing to her and then um sofia vergara sofia vergara says be strong mm. hold your ground yes and don't look into his eyes because they're beautiful he has like a blue <laughs> so that was, I don't know. She, so she absolutely survives this movie intact. She, has she the survives best the movie intact. Yeah. There's also um, D- Josh Duhamel's character goes through like a dark night of the soul right at the end yeah. of the film, like right before midnight. He has yeah. this like temptation of Christ where all these like beautiful women. Oh yeah, keep trying to, to do him. threesomes with him. And two of the women are trying to do a threesome with him. And I think those women just like nailed the performance. Yeah, they absolutely killed those two it. women. Yeah. yeah. I think Seth Meyers has some of the best lines in the movie, but he does not survive with his dignity intact, as no, previously no. discussed. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of like hoo ha jokes that are right. around him, even though he doesn't participate in them and looks disgusted. I think it just by might them. be those two threesome women and Sofia Vergara. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might be it. That's it. Um, do you want to hear another burn? Yeah, and then I'll let you do one. Uh, this is from Rafer Guzman, a staff writer at Newsday in 2011. Yeah. Despite Marshall's prodigious organizational skills, imagine juggling all those schedules. The film feels chopped together in a near panic. Dialogue is dubbed into non-moving mouths. Actors fumble with their props, and nobody remembered to make Manhattan look even slightly wintry. Kutcher saunters through Times Square in flannel pajamas. New Year's Eve is a perfect example of why the adjective Hollywood is so often used as a pejorative. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Took down the whole industry with that burn. (laughs) Um, I've got a couple too. At one point, uh, someone says that they need to call and do something, and an old man walks by and says, an old man who I actually think was maybe Gary Marshall walks by and says, Save your minutes. Then the burn's on us because. Yeah, we did it. It's two fucking hours. This movie clocks in at two hours. (laughs) Um, And then in another cameo uh, at the big party, record exec party, uh, there is an old woman sitting next to a waiter, a waitress, and she turns to the waitress and says, You're an actor. Right? And the waitress says, yeah, I've played a nurse, a cop, a teacher. And um, it's actually Penny Marshall, Gary Marshall's sister, who played Laverne on Laverne and Shirley, uh, says, how about playing a waitress and get me another drink? Yeah, that's funny. That's a very so, good line. Burn on there, there are scattered throughout this movie are about, I'm going to say seven or eight genuine laugh lines. Yeah. And like, then uh, this is funny. But it's another cameo movie. moment. Yeah. Uh, they're talking. Someone's talking about how much of a nightmare New York is. Well, then who do you not trust, Mom? The world? You don't trust the world, or is it just New York because it's a big, scary city? And a man walks by in the background and says, "Have you ever been to Newark?" So burn on Newark, burn on yeah. Bon Jovi. Oh yeah, it's a burn on Bon Jovi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good. 
Um, we have a little bit of time left, and I don't think we're going to need much time for this. Uh, we uh, are used to reading romance novels, and we're squeamish about uh, all of the sex and doing it that happens in the novels. But yeah. uh, we've grown accustomed to it, and when we watch something that doesn't have any horniness in it at it's all, like it makes us uncomfortable. It gives and me so the shakes. We're going to have to bring out a couple fan-favorite characters. Uh, I'm Horny Jack. I'm Horny Tanner. And we are the two loot dudes and we're gonna sex this movie up just a little bit for you put a little bit of horniness in it i think i can do it fairly fast i'm interested in your take on it i've got four words for you here tanner four words yeah epic ball drop orgy okay everyone in times square (laughs) it's an ensemble cast the ball drops they got some of the best extras Matthew I've Broderick? ever seen in my life for this film. At one point, um, uh, Hillary Swank is giving a speech about how the ball being stuck is actually a great metaphor for how we should like stop and reflect on our year. Yeah. And it cuts to the crowd in Times Square, like watching her on the big screen. Yeah. And literally every single person's like, yeah. 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 Like nodding enthusiastically and mouthing like, oh, she's right. So if I, I I definitely want to see all those people. You want to like, see those people fuck. just pork it, just yeah. pork it, and it's nice. And it's like you know, and then like bucketless bro is like ascends into the sky, and it's like oh he was a fairy. <laughs> <laughs> he does some good dancing at the end of the film. <laughs> yeah, he and Michelle Pfeiffer make it to the big party together. Yeah. So did we do it? Did we sex this one up? Anything so. else? Any notes? I don't think so. Yeah, perfect. Okay, well, that's the, been the two lewd dudes. That was a fast one, but we did it. Um, let's see. I We're almost done here. I got a couple of, I guess, very quick questions to clear up. Yeah. Ashton Kutcher, when he is um, finally softening on the nice lady he's trapped in the elevator with who wants to be a singer. Yeah. He says... You can sing something for me. And she says... Oh, no. <laughs> no. The only time that I do performances for audiences of one is when I'm in the shower. So Okay, right. And so there's two of them there. So I think what she means by an audience of one is that when there's someone, another person. In her shower with her. So who's she showering with? I mean, she could be like a conservationalist, right? Okay, yeah. It's an environmental message. It's yeah. a beautiful environmental message for New Year's. Okay, thank shower you. Shower with someone. doesn't have to be sexual. Shower, yeah, that's good. You know? Be- yeah, I've got that on my T-shirt. I'm saving the planet. I sit shower with someone, and it's you. It's not sexual. Yeah, that's yeah. my t- that's what my T-shirt says. You know what just occurred to me? You go ahead. You say your next one. I'm gonna quickly look something up while you're talking. Oh, I love when you do that. Yeah, I know. This is a minor character. Uh, it's the ele- it's the man who fixes the elevator. Uh, yeah, and I just think that there's like a rich backstory there. He like strongly implies when the elevator door opens that Ashton Kutcher and the sexy lady who's an actress who I don't know but is famous. Leah Michelle, she was on Glee. Um, uh, when the door opens, the elevator man strongly implies that they've been smooching. Hey, you didn't, uh, you know. It's not like that. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. like, the elevator man goes. Yeah, it's, it's always like that. It's what's-his-face's brother. Who? <laughs> Belushi. Okay. Jim the, Belushi's brother. The, everyone's famous in this movie for no reason. He's like, it's yeah. always like that. And then Ashton Kutcher says, This was not like that. No, it's always like that. We just met. And then the elevator man says, Hey, I'll check out the video. Yeah. And Wait. I think this is a, we've got a sliver situation on our hands. 
Sliver. Can yeah. you remind me? Sliver is a movie that is maybe Michelle Pfeiffer, but it's Alec Baldwin, and he runs a hotel, and he has cameras in everyone's rooms, and he watches them all have sex in their rooms and fight wow. with each other. But, but I think the elevator man, because he's like, he's strongly implying that the elevator always breaks down, and yeah. people always fuck in the elevator, and that he always then checks the video. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This is pretty common. So I think he's doing it deliberately. And then later on in the movie, there's a the the plot that doesn't even get a number in our ranking, which is like um, Sarah Jessica Parker's daughter is trying to kiss a boy. Yes. For some reason, there's this girl who keeps trying to watch them kiss. They like make a meal out of it. Oh yeah, it's it's someone's mom. No, it's it's one of the girl's mom. Oh really? It's like Jennifer's mom who's like okay. following them around the whole night. She, and the and the boys like who was that? Yeah, at one point the boys like can someone just tell me who that woman is? I wonder if they're a team. Oh, okay. With the elevator man. She and the elevator man are these like voyeurs. Just going around New York try, trying to watch people kiss. Watch people kiss. Which is the plot of Sliver. <laughs> yeah, and it's also the plot of this podcast. Yeah, and it's the plot of this we podcast. We go from book to book watching watching people try to kiss. Okay, I've given you enough time. Say your last fact, and then we're going to go. It wasn't interesting. Cut it. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Um, We are, in fact, then going to go. And I would like to thank you, Tanner, so very much for bearing with me today and for making me watch this movie, which is a fucking hot mess, an absolute hot mess of a movie. Don't try to love actually if you don't know what you're doing. And everybody, watch Pirate Radio. It's got Bill Nye in it. Way better. Yeah, I've never seen it, but Jack likes it, it. so I'm sure it's good. Um. Uh, I'd like to thank the uh, Baby Nation and the Sex Bugs and the Bed Pots for bearing with us this week. Yep. Um, we do love you and kiss you so very much. Uh, please, everybody, do remember to subscribe to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash podcast. It's a great way to get more of us in your feed talking about Sweet Valley Twins. We've also got another tier where we talk about the uh, latest Netflix video novels of the babysitters club and we're going to be putting more things in that tier in the new year and please also um you can support our show by going to bit.ly slash rattlesnake jake throwing us a few bucks thank you so very much to everyone who's done that we really really appreciate it um and join our facebook group it's baby nation on facebook i think you can rank us in spotify now that's a fun okay rank us high you can uh, re- review us and rank us in Spotify. So do that. Rank us you, above Joe Rogan. Listen on Spotify. Yeah, make it say I. Make I want to really get in his craw. Yeah. Who are these guys? Yeah. All that remains is for me to say that this week we did read a novel. That novel was, of course, called New Year's Eve by HBO Max, and Catherine Fugate wrote it, and uh, Gary Marshall directed it. Yeah. And uh, next week we are, I promise you, uh, unless something happens, going to be uh, talking about One Dance with the Duke by. Tessa Dare uh, with a very special guest. So look forward yes. to that. All that remains, Tanner, cue up your outro, is for me to say that this week I have been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. Ladies, may the best VJJ win. <laughs> <laughs> Let me be clear. I will not schedule a C-section just so you can win some money. The couple who was in here before, they offered to split the winnings with me. And of course, I said no. Frankly, I'm surprised that you would even suggest this, Tess. 
What if we went 60 40? 70 30. Yeah. You are dangerously close to a rectal exam. Oh, that's not good. Be very.